night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby Scott! It's a good old hockey game. Oh, good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Good old hockey game. Right, here we go. Tis going to be fun. Tis. It's a game day. It's it cool, is. man. Frozen water, guys skating, hitting, trying to make a team. Fans screaming, yelling, having a good time. It's good. Here we go. October 12th will be here in a blink of an eye. By the way, there's numbers on these games. Yep. The STN mobile app. Golden Knights, $1.60. Total six. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. It's yeah. a preseason game. I'm going to peruse, though. There's other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's amazing. I mean, I'm talking about it like on Sundays in the NFL now. There's like 40 props on every game. Right. They so, never put up preseason games in the past. I mean, like, like, I'll say a lot of the joints in town, they would put up the Golden Knights preseason game. Right. They're not putting up the Kraken and the Oilers or the Bruins and the Rangers or the Sabres and the Blue Jackets in a preseason game. No way. It wasn't happening I, before. I want to say they did last far, year. Far, far, far away places did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's true. I, what We traded one last night. Chris yeah. Wynn, who's going to join us. We're going to be uh, over at the Superbook on Thursday. Chris Wynn's coming down with Andy Isco. Jay Cornegay's rolling out the red carpet for us, leading into Football Central on Sundays over at the Superbook. Chris Wynn's going to be doing the hockey show with you on Friday. I appreciate that in advance. He says over six. He, he likes goals. All right. He likes goals in it. All right. There you go. Right. He better be right or I'll rip him a new one on Friday. Oh. <laughs> he didn't know what he was walking into here. Stepped into a high hard one. All right. Hey, a lot of cool things going on. It's Tuesday. Buy one sub, get one free. John Smith subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Terrible Herbs has got the Raiders game day giveaway, the VGK game day giveaway. It's a coming. Talk to the folks over there. That's coming, and it's coming soon. We'll give you the details and the goodies on that. Will be great fun. Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. You're not going to the game. Great place. Go have a couple of pops. Great food. Great drink. Watch the games. All right. A lot of cool stuff. And the... Adam Cutner, we don't do the preseason power play. We're not giving away the power. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to talk about the power play. <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. How <laughs> does Adam Cutner do the? Do that's, the how does Adam Cutner do the power right? play giveaway when? Why wasn't Adam Pete DeBoer Cutner says we can only evaluate this right? at the end of the year in the post game presser? DeBoer should have just said, "Well, Cutner, you got to come up with something I, else." I, I got news for you. Any fans win tickets on the power play, they're evaluated when they get to go to the game. <laughs> um, all right. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> at the, at I've got the, it marked down. I've got it on May 26th. Yeah. Oh, i got it marked down. What do you think of the power play? May 26th, yeah. next year. So at the end Sorry. of the season, always have then all the Cutner guys can come and, and attend the game. They, they can't. That's a great, hey, that was the greatest marketing promotion in the history of sports. Oh, yeah. Oh, he hey, was, man, they yeah. scored a power play. Right. He gave away nothing. He got all that free advertising. 
they got to the point it could have given a car away. <laughs> uh, here we go. Game on. Uh, did did Cutner know something the rest of us didn't? Oh. He was, you're saying he was, wait a minute. Yeah. For me, you're saying he was prescient? Yeah, I like that. Uh, well done. All right. This is the, the wordsmith on the phone. Let's get to him. Right. The guy that uses big words for a living. Our pal, David Shane from the RJ, does a great job covering the Golden Knights, and we love when he has time to join us. He's got their podcast over at the RJ. We'll give you the lowdown on that as well. Hello, Mr. Shane. How you doing? Well, hello. I don't know if you'll get the big words from me today, but we'll do our best. That's all we ask of you, My- Dave. My 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 lexicon is a little uh, that's winner little light. <laughs> there we go. There it is. You, you, you've, All right. You've mission accomplished. Yeah. You you can go back to just being Dave now. Yep. You're, you're already <laughs> in the lead. and We're not going to catch you. How's how's the camp been going? I mean, it's the one rub. I we're on the air from eleven to two, so I just the wherewithal to get there and see the camp and the kids. Is, I miss that. I would love to have you know been had the luxury of seeing some of the kids up close. How about just a general overview of training camp, what you've seen so far? Oh, it's great. I mean, today we found out that Pete DeVore likes Ted Lasso. We found out that Robin Leonard likes digging up snakes in uh, Mark Stone's backyard so that he can attempt to scare Ryan Reeves. Uh, I mean, all kinds of great stuff coming out of training camp here. Oh, well, the hockey, like the actual like on the ice. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no, well, but but you no, know, they everybody can bury the power play questions into the snake hole at the backyard of Mark Stone. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Well, to be fair, like I understand. I think you know Pete DeVore just wants everything to be, you know, kind of judged at the end. If they have a a week of of you know bad stretch or you know a few bad games, or they run into some hot kills or something, you know, but they end up at you know, 23% at the end of the year, like, well, what good does it do to crush him? I guess at that point, I think that's where he's kind of coming from on it, which I get I, it. I, 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 also, I get, I get I it. I also think but he, he needs to understand. There's that, 82 you know, games, Dave. Yeah. There's 82 yeah. games. Hockey, goaltending, defense, and special teams. So, okay, a third of it we're not, we're not going to address. I, I, I'm done. I, you know, whatever. I, you know, well, it's good. Listen, coaches, the guy's no dummy. It's him being defensive. Let's let's yeah, call it like the, it is. The guy is no dummy. Sunk last year. Of course, they put their listen. These guys, coaches and GMs, not Pete DeBoer, not George McVie, not Kelly McCrimmon, all of them. They got more angles than a geometry teacher. You know, they know what they're doing. Sure, players do too. Sure. I mean, it's only the guys, and you know what motivates them, and you know whether it's Robin Leonard on Twitter or. You know, somebody else this, somebody else that, whatever chip on your shoulder, you know, you need to generate. I mean, they all do it. So, eh, but, but no, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm just, you know, kind of joking around here a little bit. No, no, I led you down that path. Well, so, so, the mood, but, but no, I mean, I think as far as the, you know, the actual camp and things like that, you know, it, it's always hard for me to sit up there and, you know, like look at drills and be like, you know, Oh, this guy stinks, or that guy's great, or you know. I mean, I know. Uh, uh, amen. Keegan, put it this way: Keegan Colasar has looked really good to me. Quicker. I don't know if he's lighter or just 
floating on the ice with confidence, whatever it might be. So I'm very eager to see him in hey, the look, game tonight. Let, let me and ask see you. how that translates. I got to ask you this. Does Zach, uh, I'm just curious, does Zach Whitecloud, see, I'm in one of the, you, you were telling me you're in a mood. I'm in one of those moods. Does, does Zach Whitecloud look, is he worth 750000 a year? I guess is my question. I mean, he's been a bargain for a year, <laughs> a year plus or whatever, Unbelievable, right? man. That's, that's yeah. the worst contract in the league. <laughs> well, I guess from George and Kelly and Bill's perspective, it's probably one of the best ones. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Considering no, it's, the value you're, they're getting out of it. You're right. It's the best, the best team contract in the league. It's the worst player contract in the league. Uh, I mean, he'll get his, you know, coming up here, but... I think, um, you know, he's a he's a guy that I asked a question to, to, to Boar the other day about if he had given any consideration over the off season to, you know, maybe tinkering with the top six because everything that we've seen so far in camp has been pretty much what you would have drawn up, I think, in the summer, like the Stone, Stevenson, Patrick lines together. I like calling them the misfit line, but, you know, that line is together, the Carlson line. You know, you would figure, okay, well, what's left over? Like, the Donov, Patrick, and Mark, like, that's been the third line. There hasn't been, like, really anything too, you know, kind of off the map, I guess you could say, in terms of the forward combinations. And then the D pairs as well, and that was something that I had asked him, you know, if he had thought about it. And part of my question, and, and at least in my mind, where I was sort of going with it was Zach Whitecloud. And and did he earn his way up into the top four at that point? Because I think there's ways to configure their roster, their lineup, however you want to you know look at it, with Zach Whitecloud maybe playing alongside Shea Theodore if he wanted to bump him you know over to the left. Things like that. And for right now they've been sticking with, you know, what was the top six, you know, last year and DeBoer kind of said, you know, look, like, they almost said, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it sort of sort of deal, and we'll see where, you know, Dylan Coughlin and then, you know, if anybody else factors into that, there's, you know, at least a couple minor injuries that came out of that last game uh, on defense. So, you know, for, for the next few days here probably, there's, you know, a chance for some guys to get a longer look. Is there anybody, Dave, this team is – you look at it and the structure of it and you sit there and go, okay, I see what we're looking at here. And then it's moving some stuff around. Last year, Kolazar, if the words come out of nowhere, it's fair. I mean, he, he certainly rewarded that decision with his play. Is there a Kolazar that you're seeing that's making a push, a, a, a mini name for themselves that gives them something to think about? Well, so the name immediately that pops to mind is Brett Howden, but not for that reason. Not because he's, like, pushing for a spot. More so because it looks like right now he's kind of the 13th forward. He hasn't been skating with anybody that you would call, like, an NHL line, I guess you could say. It's been Kreds and Dugan, and um, I'm trying to remember who he skated with. Uh, also in that game the other night, it, it looked like oh, it was Cotter, um, yep. who is a Silver Knight player as well. Uh, it looks like tonight, I think it was Dugan and Krebs 
that were going to be his wingers. So, so like nothing against them, but those are younger players. Like we haven't seen Brett Howden get that opportunity on, say, the fourth line in training camp yet, where he would skate with like Carrier and Colasar. They haven't given him that look. So it kind of tells me that he's a guy right now that's on the outside, you know, looking in, but that could be because of salary cap. And, like, here's the other thing. I don't necessarily want to get into a salary cap discussion and long-term IR and, and all of that because I think at it and I'm not as smart as some of these people. But I think I understand it enough to know that there could be some funky things coming up with Alex Tuck going on IR because what you want to do is you want to maximize it. You want to get your 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 salary cap hit as close to that eighty one point five million as possible before you put him on a, a long term IR. It maximizes that that pool that you can use. So there could be some different guys like a Howden and you know you know some other guys that maybe fit on the opening night roster that you kind of look at at the time and go, what the heck's going on? But it's really just about salary cap stuff. Uh, Dave, uh, three years ago, uh, development camp, uh, the, the three guys that stood out to me, uh, Yari Patera, uh, Braden Cruz, Time out. and a guy named Paul Cotter. Time out. Oh, the, oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were going all the way back to the beginning. No, no, no three no, years no. ago. Three years ago. 18. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he did yesterday. I, I, I just, well, that's, that's how much those guys stood out to me. And, and I know it's just one game, but maybe also what, what you've seen in practice. And he's not going to make the team this year. He'll be in Henderson this year. But, but what you've seen, your thoughts on, on Carter right now? Well, I mean, you, if you're around that rink like you've been at those development camps and kind of rookie camps, like he always seems to do this and, um, you know, our good friend Danny Webster, I think, even, you know, wrote something about this. Like, it's like Paul Cotter doing Paul Cotter things, I think, was how he, how he <laughs> phrased it. Which is true because, like, he, he has this knack for, for like, flashing in these, in these situations. Um, you know, like, we know a little bit more about him because, you know, he's played in Chicago. He played in Henderson last year. He's, you know, a little more established as, like, a pro guy. I'll say this. Like, the hardest thing for me when I watch him is I can't quite figure out what he is. And what I mean by that is, is he like an offensive guy? Is, is he a guy whose, you know, points are going to start coming and, and things like that. If you look at, you know, his history, USHL and things like that, he, he definitely has some offense in him and it hasn't totally shown up yet at the pro level. And obviously his youth, I think has something to do with that, but like, is he a top six guy? Is he a third line guy? Is he like I, I can't quite figure out where he would slot. But but I thought Pete DeBoer had an interesting comment about him after the game. Just that you know his name sort of popped up a little bit last year when he was you know in Henderson when they were asking the coaches about guys they sort of liked, and then you know after these you know training camp scrimmages and practices and things like that, his names kind of popping up again. So, you know, this is a really deep forward group, and there's a lot of guys, you know, you were asking me earlier, Brian, about, you know, somebody that could, you know, be sort of the the star this year. And, like, you know, we haven't even talked about, like, Krebs and Dugan's getting a look, um, you know, and some of these other guys. And, And maybe it's fair. I think he's on the periphery a little bit. 
Ooh, another big word. But, you know, to, to maybe start putting Cotter into that conversation a little bit of, you know, down the road, I don't think it's this year, but, right. you know, maybe he's putting himself into a position, you know, to, to be a guy who's in the mix and, and get to call up, you know, I don't know, net, you know, next year, maybe he black aces and, and things like that. So he's definitely helped himself, put it that way. Maybe that's the short answer. Yeah, I, I just – you're, you're feeling basically on on his uh, on his progression. So you you mentioned Dugan again. Um, Dugan's kind of you know getting some buzz uh, around camp this year. You, your thoughts on what you've seen uh, from Dugan in camp and in the one game? Yeah, I think there's some good and there's some some maybe not so good. I think you know Pete DeBoer kind of touched on that after the game, not specifically with Jack Dugan, but just certain players that you know there was there were some good things and and then you know there were some other moments where you're you know probably cringing on the on the bench and and fans watching on you know in the stands or at home on tv or things like that you know the the one thing that stands out to me and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this as a compliment and and maybe a little bit of a backhanded compliment actually but jack dugan reminds me of of almost like a poor man's mark stone in a way um, he sees the ice really well. You can see the, the playmaking ability and, and some of the things that, that Stone does. And, you know, I, it's not quite the hockey IQ in the hockey sense, but like he's got a similar style of play and, and, and a little bit of like edge to him and, and the sand, you know, it's just some grit. And, and he's got a little bit of a, how do I say this? Um, he's got a little bit of that East he's Coast a, trash talking. He's a, he's a rat. Kind of. A little bit, a little bit. That's like a good not, thing. That's a compliment. Yeah, it is. And I, I'm saying, I'm saying all this is a positive. But, but like, here's the one thing that's really jumped out to me is just like the skating and and sort of the pace of play. That's what something that that Manny Viveros, the Silver Knights coach, has talked about with him. You know, that has to improve. It's just just that pace of play. Like he made it really. He was there. He was up in in, in the action and. You know, help create that goal um, that Cotter scored. You know, sort of creating almost a two-on-one there. You know, from from what was basically sort of just a, you know, maybe a three-on-three, three-on-two rush. So, so yeah, it, you need to see more of that. Uh, it, it just, in a way, it it sort of feels like they're giving him an opportunity so far, and he he really hasn't like like totally grabbed it yet. And and maybe tonight. Um, maybe going forward, but if I'm just going to kind of gauge the situation, it, it doesn't all of a sudden feel like Jack Dugan has, has pushed his way mm-hmm. into the conversation, maybe as much as they were hoping. You, you know, every, they keep, they're, they're giving us some chances, though. Every team needs a guy. Seriously. And I'm trying to think, you know, March is so yaps. How about the guy in St. Louis a, a, now? A little Why bit. I, I can't no, no, but I guess what I'm getting at is every guy should have a needs a, every team needs a guy that every guy on the other team wants to just look him in the eyes and punch him in the Adam's apple. The Kachucks. You know, it's like they just look at him and he's got a running head start at the fact that they can't stand the guy and all he's got to do is anything and he's got them off their game that is worth its weight in gold and it's a tough way to make a living but teams need guys like that dave 
So we've had conversations before in the past, you know, like in the summer when it's a little, yeah. you know, slower hockey and you've asked me just, you know, about guys I like and things like Like those are the players for me. I, I, will, I will argue with anybody who thinks those types of players aren't necessary and valuable uh, and almost invaluable on a team. Like I, I think you totally have to have it. So here, here's the thing with it, though. Here's, here's sort of the asterisk to the, to the conversation, and I'm even going to bring – kind of Paul Cotter into this a little bit because I don't know if I said this before and it was something that I wanted to bring up. Like if Paul Cotter is a guy who they project on the third line, I want to see him be harder to play against. If Jack Dugan is going to be that, if he's going to be the rat and the pest, he kind of chirps and he does it, but like, okay, be it like lean into it. To use the, the kid's phrase, like, like, Go 100% into this and just be a complete pain in the butt and get up in there. Because, like, he almost does it on the fringes a little bit, you know? And and I, I'd almost rather see if Jack Dugan's going to be that guy, you know, okay, dive head first into that pool and, and just be a complete and utter, you know, I, I can't say it, but it starts with S and, you know, whatever. Oh, there's different letters you could use, but I mean, well, same, yeah, same thing. I was gonna, I was gonna say like there's there's a particular curse word that you use for just like a little kid, you know, and it, it's just it perfectly encapsulates what like that type of little kid is. Yeah, it's just an S, oh, you and, know, blank, and, blank, and blank. it's not just chirping; it's a love tap on the bank at the back of the ankles, skating behind the yeah. referee. It's it's every yeah, it's, it's dumb little goalie. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just. Just being a nuisance, just just being a lightning rod. So, so the guy that was here that went back to St. Louis, I'm, I'm, I can't think of his name now. The guy that was here Perron? the first year, Perron. So Perron did it last night in an exhibition game. I was listening. I forget who they were playing, but I was listening to the other side and the announcement. Well, that's Perron being Perron. You know, in an exhibition game, he's getting a. You know, he, that that's the way he plays. And you're right. You that that can we've seen what the Kajucks have done for their teams. That that can help you win games, Dave. You're absolutely right, Mr. Shane. By the way, uh, kind enough uh, tweeted out the Avs roster for tonight. So uh, the big boys are home. You know, no no McKinnon, Landeskog, Makar. Uh, uh, who's our other guy? Who's the other? Uh, oh, Gerard. Uh, you're basically looking at Bowen on the blue line is kind of the stud. Goalies are Johansson or Francouz. And what, Nikushkin, Anisimov. Yeah, they're, they're not bringing the A team, bud. <laughs> no, no, which was funny because I'm sure you guys, you were talking about goals and things earlier, and I hadn't really gone over the roster, but I was trying to figure out, you know, if, if there were goals on the Avalanche side, put it that way, I don't know. I, well, do we know I, about the Golden Knights roster? I mean, in terms of who's in, who's out, any? Well, I mean, I can. I I I did tweet that out just based on who participated in the morning skate. Um, oh, there so, it is. I'm yeah, sorry. There it is. March so Carlson Smith. Walk carry a Colasar. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Howden gets the center. Krebs and Dugan. You did allude to that. Lecision between Ronberg and Brown. Blue line, Martinez, Petrangelo, Haig, Coughlin. <laughs> Can Corsak's play? 
I mean, Vegas should be four dollars in this game. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was, wonder, I was wondering where you were going when you finished reading that roster. I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I mean, it's a preseason game, but still. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of trying to scan that Avalanche roster. There's a there are a number of names that I am not familiar with. I gotta say. <laughs> Hey, Dave, I keep asking you about guys. because oh, Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Forgive no, me. Go ahead. You don't have the goalie. Are we Are we getting a, are we getting a look at Brassois, you think, or are yeah, we still we talking should. kids? Yeah. yeah, no, that was, yeah, not to not to say, hey, look at the Twitter, but, yeah, that was tweeted out a little bit after. So he was the first one off. So, yeah, if we're going to if we're going to continue to to do that and, and play that guessing game, which it would appear to be reasonably accurate, we would we would think he's the guy tonight, yeah. All right. David, it seems to me that Romberg played well down in Arizona, and and now we're, we're going to get a look at him tonight. Again, I, you know, I keep asking you about guys because I don't get to get over to the rink anymore. Um, what have you seen from uh, Romberg so far early this year? Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing with him is just coming off the injury. You know, it's it's weird. I, I saw this. I don't remember from whom, but you know, he stood out a couple years ago as a really strong forechecker and seemed to be kind of a guy who would do a lot of the dirty work on a line, which you, you need sometimes. You need the the puck retrieval type guy, somebody who will, you know, be that F one on the forecheck and get in there hard. You know, do some of the things like that. I think it's hard and you know, Pizza Board talked about this with Brett Howden too, because the way their games are tailored and their strengths, it doesn't always show up in a practice and or a scrimmage right. during training camp. You know, you, you're not going to see the physicality because, you know, they're not, not hitting and things like that in a scrimmage. Um, you want to see it more in a game and, and all that. I think the hardest thing for me, again, with Romberg is – it's, it's again, it's figuring out what is he like. Is he going to project as a bottom six guy? Because I haven't seen the offense yet from him. That's the one thing. Like, he's still, as he's coming off this injury and all that from last year, like, you know, you, you can see him moving well. You know, it doesn't look like he's hampered or anything like that. But, you know, at some point with him, like, there's got to be some offense, you know, that comes with it too because – you know, I think as strong as he is on the forecheck and some of those other things, like, you know, it's not like he's also kamikaze throwing his body around and, and doing some of the things that really you would notice uh, in that regard. There's just there's not a lot of, like, flash to his game in that way. So, you know, there's got to be some other things that, that come with it at some point, too. Hey, let me uh, – a couple things so we don't – we always – and I apologize. We always squeeze this in at the end. I'm sure you're doing the podcast dealio. Tell them about that. And then, uh, as is usually the custom, I'm sure you'll have all kinds of uh, a big special edition at some point right before the season gets started with all kinds of goodies and color paper, color newspapers, which is pretty. Yeah, hopefully. It should be like an actual special section, not even like newspaper print, but like. Did you get a new fancy. picture for you? What's wrong with my picture there? Come on! Well, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I mean, I you know, I don't know. I keep using the picture I'm using. I don't know how many years old it is. <laughs> no, but, see, but see, see you. See, the problem is I used to have red hair, orange hair, 
and I got to go to Sherwin Williams to do anything about it. So it, it is what it is. You guys have the luxury of you know going painting it black and never growing old. Well, well, not that I'm not showing it on, on top because clearly I am. But I got a compliment from the woman who cut my hair the other day that said that she thought I was in my 30s. So I have no reason to change that picture. That's a very rare good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that out. Tell, <laughs> tell, as long as do I me can. A, do me a favor when you go back to her. Tell her I had LASIK surgery about a decade ago and it's highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she did take her glasses off before uh, before starting the, the haircut, so maybe that was part of the problem. Tell him to um, take so a hike. Anyway, yeah, so the podcast we actually uh, believe we'll probably be recording it tomorrow after the game. Cool. Uh, so that we get some some fresh takes and some fresh stuff stuff on that. Uh, it'll be at reviewjournal.com backslash podcast. I believe Golden Edge. I can find it with myself, Ben Goats. He does a great job. Uh, putting all that script together and, and everything like that. And, yeah, as far as a uh, special section, there will be something uh, coming from the Review Journal. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but all I can right. definitely tease for, you know, readers out there that they can keep an eye out for that. Should be uh, should be ready to go October 12th when uh, when the Gold Knights hit the ice against uh, Seattle. Cool. I want to see Brassois. I mean, I see if he goes. I mean, it's Brassois and Patera tonight. We'll see if it's Brassois or if they – maybe – Usually preseason, maybe they play half. They're, they not, split. Split. they're yeah. not splitting. Oh, no. they're, oh, I, I can tell you that right now. DeBoer said it the other day. He doesn't like splitting. Okay. So, Brossois was first off and all, right. and all that. We would, I want to see we would expect him to, yeah, we'd expect him to get the whole thing. Well, I want to see him. And here's the question. You and I briefly, we were doing this on the radio the other day. You and I talked on the phone briefly this morning. Vegas opens... Tuesday with Seattle, Thursday with the, at the Kings. All right, day between. Then this idiotic five-day break after two games. They get a much-needed rest. A much-needed rest. Then they have Edmonton on a Friday, the Islanders at home on a Sunday, at Colorado on a Tuesday, and then back-to-back uh, Dallas on the 27th. I mean, you're coming out of the gate fresh as a daisy, there's no reason for Leonard not to play every game up until the back-to-back, which means technically Brassois is going to be, you know, that's the nature of the beast when you're a backup goalie. But this guy might not see the crease, Dave, until October 27th. Yeah, I kind of think, I, I don't know which game. I kind of just feel like they'll give him a token game in there just so he's not, you know, waiting that long to get, some kind of action. I know. Um, but to your point and to the broader, I think, question with it all, yeah, they talked about it in the off season, and then, you know, kind of leading into this that, you know, they wanted to play two goalies. They liked what they got from that last year, and I don't think that means a 50-50 split, you know, or anything like that. But, I, you know, if you go back and look at Brossois' numbers i feel like he started maybe 19 20 21 games like he was like low 20s i feel like it's the most and somebody can please fact check me on that um while he was in winnipeg and now obviously a lot of that has to do with hellebuck hellebuck was like a workhorse goalie a guy you know getting 60 plus games i don't know that leonard is going to do that but i think anybody who thinks that this is going to be like the way it was last year where they're rotating or anything like that, like they're fooling themselves. Like 
Robin Leonard is the clear number one. He's going to get the majority of the starts as you know, as long as he's you know healthy, and there's no reason to believe that he wouldn't be. He's, you know, avoided that you know injury bug in the past and, and those sorts of things. Other than I guess last year, you know, with the concussion. So you know, yeah, fair play there. Um, but yeah, as long as he's in, you know upright, I would think Robin Leonard is getting in the neighborhood of you know 55 starts, and then you're you know maybe getting Brossois 27 ish if he's you know playing well and earning him. Your thoughts? By, by the way, I'm sorry. Just to, uh, I had my mic off. Sorry, oh, that's fine. The uh, Brassois, the last three years at Winnipeg, and I'll be a, you know goofy years, but he started 19, 15, and then 11. Hmm. So the, the the full year would have been, and that wasn't a full year. I mean, that was the eighteen nineteen, right? Yeah, that's a full year. Yeah. All right. So nineteen nineteen twenty and then twenty twenty one would have been the shortened ones. But either way, yeah, to the point, like obviously up there he you know, he wasn't getting a whole heck of a lot of action. I don't think it'll be like that here. I think he'll get a little more work here, but I don't think they I don't think they brought him in to like challenge Leonard in that way. Let's let's just Let's just be fair and like call it like it is in that regard. No, and, and the other thing with the goalie rotation, I apologize. That's no, fine. fine. Just to wrap up the goalie thing. The other thing you have, Dave, is you know Leonard, big goalie, and you, you don't want you know guys breaking down or whatever, and you want to be build to that crescendo and be fresh. Again, this is one of these. It's a good, God bless you. It's a goofball year in that you know with twenty games to go or whatever it is, you got a three week break. Yeah, and I guess, you know, the we'll have to see. I don't I don't want to say anything out of line here. Um, I'll just say this, like it, it would be obvious to look at it and say Robin Leonard would be in contention to make the Swedish Olympic team. Um now oh, I may yeah. be speaking way out of out of turn here, but I don't know if there's some politics or whatever that are also involved in that so like he was never asked directly about the olympics and and i was going to do that before you know he got cut off the other day um didn't quite get it out of my mouth but i would be curious to know what he thinks about that and then if that is something that he's actually going to pursue and they well let's cut to the chase let's cut to the chase it's him and markstrom that's right that's it right like like I said, I don't know if there's politics that, that come into this. On on merit, on the surface, yes, you would think that he would be, you know, automatically like in contention right there for it. The like, only guy that could conceivably sneak sneak into the into the conversation if Linus Olmark comes yeah. out of the gate and is playing lights out for the Bruins. It's a, those it's those three guys, right? So I I don't I don't know if. He very well may not. He might be on great terms with them. I hope he is. I hope for his sake, like if he, you know, wants to play and represent his country, that he gets the opportunity. I just, I don't know. I don't know if there's politics and other garbage that come along with that, you know, with him. Um, it's unfortunate that the, there, that always does seem to kind of, you know, be part of the conversation with him. Um, so I don't know. If, in fact, he represents his country, though, then that's three weeks where he's, you know, still working and, yeah, and not- flying over there and doing everything like that. 
So obviously, like, he wouldn't be getting the break. Maybe that factors into how Brassois is used, you know, after the break, you know, things like that, depending on the standings and, and what have you. So I think there's some, some different options. But, you know, ultimately, just to wrap it up, like, real quick, it was just going to depend on, you know, who plays well and who earns, you know, the starts. In, regard, in regards to, Dave, to, to this now being an 82-game season and, and how much you, uh, you, you play Leonard, he, the, the weight drop, and, and did he just lose weight or did he replace some of the fat, for, I don't know how it's to word it, with muscle? Did, 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 was he working out to drop the weight or did he just lose weight? I think probably a combination of both, kind of from what I've, what I've gathered. He, he was a little bit coy, you know, with us when, when we asked him about it. He wasn't, you know, he didn't reveal a whole lot of details. You know, like one of the things I asked him was just how much weight have you lost? And he said, oh, I don't, know, I don't even remember the last time I got on a scale. I don't know. So, you know, there's a little bit of, like, mystery in all this. But, you know, you kind of piece it together. You listen to him on some other podcasts and and some things that he's, you know, revealed a little bit more. And, like, it's pretty obvious that several factors after, you know, he came back, um, you know, once from the rehab, from the, the bipolar diagnosis and all that, you know, that he put on a lot of weight. Um, he sort of alluded to, like, medication that he takes that, that may be a factor. And, like, it sounds like there was a number of things that were playing into that that, you know, he eventually just kind of said, okay, I, I need to change. Like, it's, got, it's gotten too much. It's too big. If I'm going to continue to play, you know, well and continue to play for beyond, you know, my contract, his contract, that, that he needed to drop weight. So I think there was maybe just from guessing, like maybe some lifestyle changes, you know, in there. And then he's also, as everybody's seen, you know, like on Twitter, Instagram, is he's doing kind of a boxing MMA training over at Syndicate MMA here in town with, uh, I believe, John Wood is his name. Um, and, and so that's something that I think, Brian, like you're, you should, I think, be familiar with this. Like he did this in Buffalo. Specifically, I know he did it before what would be like his best season there, like 16, 17. I thought um, for a minute he wanted Brian up... to do MMA training. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> David, I'm telling I'm Dave, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the folks nobody's seen it here yet. If somebody runs into him or crashes the crease and you say, "Oh, protect your goalie." This guy don't need protecting. I mean, after after your Adam's apples crushed with his blocker pad, I mean, he hits you with three uppercuts, three lefts, and then you're begging for a right. I mean, no, he'll he'll he's he's a monster. It's funny. He, I think he talked about that on one of the podcasts I was listening to, uh, that he was on that, like, when he got there, um, I guess uh, he and Revo had kind of a Revo. I just call him Revo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's two demerits. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it, dude. Well, only because he could, just stuck in my head because he kept calling him in the story. Um, okay, how's Marchie that, doing? I guess, yeah, yeah. He and Ryan Reeves, I guess, kind of had a wrestling match in the locker room. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, just I don't, I don't know how uh, how into it they got. It sounds like you know they you choke them out. Know, they rolled around a little bit. You know, they want kind of. I, I think he said you know they were feeling each other out, see what they had. So it sounds like 
it sounds like Reeves may have got tossed across the the room a little bit. I don't I don't know. So yeah, I don't I don't think anybody wants oh, to mess no. with Leonard. Oh hey, by the way, for your special section, a new budding rivalry coming. You know, Seattle you know, beat the Canucks last yeah, night. Yeah, they did. But they had to play in Spokane. Right. Right. Their arena's not ready. But look at these guys stepping on toes. Uh, the Kraken envision themselves the brand for the entire Pacific Northwest, and their regional broadcasts are going to be shown through Washington, slivers of northern Idaho, and western Montana. Oh, I, oh. I thought Vegas was the team of the yeah, Rockies. I was going to say, cutting into, cutting into oh, that territory. Oh, my God. I mean, they, they might run over the Calvin Pickard Memorial Cutout <laughs> up there. <laughs> Bill's not smiling oh. about that, boys. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. Maybe I'll have to ask him about that one of these days. By the way, I, I, had, to, I had to score that crack. Yeah, I think that was on uh, Sunday. Uh, and, and Vancouver got up 2 to nothing, and, and the Kraken came back and won 5-3. to three. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, how about around the league, Dave, this Vancouver thing? I mean, Pedersen and Hughes are acting like they're Gretzky and Bobby Orr, respectively, the kind of dough they're asking for. I think Vancouver's going to be decent, but uh, I'm telling you, all these guys that hold out and sign at the last minute, those two guys will be hurt by game three. So this is just kind of my observation, and I don't know how true it is or anything, but I feel like the year that Shea Theodore didn't get into camp on time affected him. Yep. And I feel like he maybe even... Admitted that a little bit at, at one point, but I don't like that system for those guys. I think the Knights were very lucky in the sense that the Coughlin and Nolan Patrick situations contractually were, I don't think, very difficult to get handled. You know, like there there wasn't a whole lot of ask that either one of them had. They didn't have a, a heck of a lot of leverage. Like Nolan Patrick coming off a nine-point season, Dylan Coughlin has 29 career games. Like, you pretty much know where their contracts are going to be, and it, and they got done quick. But, like, the way that the system is and the way that they kind of act like, oh, it's no big deal, it'll get done, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting in a training camp, you're starting to miss exhibition games, you're starting to push up against that regular season. I don't like it at all. Like, nope. they got to figure out a better way. To, to get those guys handled before the season, those those RFAs that don't have the arbitration. It's just, it's not good for the team. It's not good for the player, in my opinion. No doubt. So, okay, to summarize, did Stevie put a smile on your face and, and, I'm in a, and cheer you up? I'm in a much better mood. Thank you very much. Way to go, Stevie. Oh, look at that. Oh. I told you. Glad I, glad I could help this. He's, he's capable. Who needs, who needs therapy when you've got Vegas Hockey Hotline, right? Yeah. 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 Well, better than Dr. Phil in the afternoon. You know, you know what? I mean, <laughs> Steve, Stevie's actually doing the show on the couch now. <laughs> in a yeah, prone position. Tell me about your childhood, Stevie. Ah, uh, no. We don't, <laughs> no. We don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the show, you want to start that conversation. There you go. David, one more time. Tell them when the podcast is coming out. Should be recorded tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure we'll get it up quick. ReviewJournal.com with all the podcasts. The Golden Edge. And uh, check out all the writing as well, please. We, uh... And, by the way, 
We appreciate it. Mr. Shane is awesome on Twitter with the updates from practice and all the goodies. Buddy, as always, I know it's been busy with camp and everything. We never take it for granted. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. I never take it uh, for granted when you ask me to come on. You're so. the man, man. Have Always a... appreciate it. All right, bud. Thank you. Dave Shane from the RJ. Phenomenal. Great information. Love it. Good point in particular about Pedersen coming off the injury. Yeah. This is not going to help him. Oh, these. I'm telling these guys that hold out, and he's right. You maybe A, you get up to a slow start, and you're chasing your game, or you get hurt. Right. right don't forget, the Raiders game day giveaway terribles all around the Valley, and the VGK promotions are coming, too. Our friends over at John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Today's a Tuesday. Buy one sub, get one free. Our friends at Uzu CBD Plus. You got joint pain? Manage it the all-natural way. Uzu CBD Plus. Y-U-Z-U. CBD Plus.com. All right. TC's coming up next. Ballpark, love you. Thinking of you, bud. And listen, we'll be over at the Superbook on Thursday. Chris Wynn will be joining us a couple of days this week on Vegas Hockey Hell. It'll be fun. Have a great day.